Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have part one of a two-part interview, or actually just kind of a discussion, with some ladies um, that were being interviewed by TBN. They're talking about being basically people-pleasing and how bad it is for us to try to please people and try to compare ourselves with other people. And on this particular show, we have Joyce Meyer, Cece Winans, Lisa Harper, and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, and they are being interviewed and discussed, you know, in a discussion with Laurie Crouch from TBN. And it's, again, it's such a detrimental thing when we try to live up to other people's expectations and we try to kind of change ourselves because we think that somebody else wants us to be a certain way instead of just living the way that God wants us to live. Here's the interview. People-pleasing is, um, it sounds like something that we ought to do, <laughs> and there's actually even a place in the Bible where it does say uh -huh. to live to please others and not yourself. Mm. But then Acts 5.29 says we must obey God right. and not man. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you know, we want to try to please people and make them happy until what they're wanting us to do is going against right. what God is wanting us to do. And uh, growing up in an abusive home with an angry, alcoholic father and a, a mother who was just weak in her temperament. She was fearful and weak and she wouldn't really stand up for herself or for my brother and I. And uh, my father was sexually abusive, abused me on a regular basis for 12, 13, 14, 15 years. I don't, mm. that's all I ever remember. So I know it started really early and it was repetitive. It wasn't just a handful of times. It was all the time. And my mother knew it. She caught him. I told her, but she wouldn't, 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 couldn't do anything about it. And uh, 30 years after I was out of there and mm -hmm. in ministry, she, she said to me one day, I'm sorry for what I let your dad do to you. She said, I just didn't think, and this is, to me, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I could make it on my own and take care of you and your brother. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think I could face the scandal. You see, incest back in those days was not anything that anybody talked about. Right. You, you didn't talk about that. Right. Actually, when I started openly talking about it in the pulpit, I don't know this, but I think I could have been one of the first to ever do that mm. because you just didn't talk about it. And my dad was a very angry man. There was always this dance going on of trying to keep daddy happy. Mm -hmm. I could tell earlier when, when you were talking that we could just overlay the stories and... Yeah, we have similar. You know, they would be the same. And so it, it was all about doing whatever was required to keep him happy. Right. Because when, when he got mad or angry, it just wasn't pretty. I mean, it could be anything from getting slapped across the face to having all your privileges taken away, whatever those were. So you don't live like that for that many years and then just walk away right. and not still have some of that left over. Right. 
So my situation with people pleasing is really, I think, very interesting because I was also a controller. So if, if I could control somebody, I would. But if they wouldn't let me, and it was a relationship I wanted to keep, then I would quickly become the people pleaser. Right. Mm. And so mm. I, okay. I did both. So yeah. being around me, you would never, ever, ever think that I was ever a people pleaser because I come across strong and, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. normally, you know, that is the way that I am. But as I got older and I got into other relationships and, and got into church, now this, this is before God ever called me to preach or before I, I always say before I became a serious Christian, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've been a Christian as long as I can remember, but I don't, I wasn't a serious one <laughs> until God touched my life back in the 70s during the outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that we often refer to as the charismatic movement. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to a, a church, the denominational church that Dave grew up in, and I always wanted to be important because I felt bad about myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be important. I wanted to lead. And so there was this one woman that kind of was the woman that if you want to be in the in crowd, you've got to be in with her. <laughs> and I look back now when I think, it, it just makes me almost want to throw up <laughs> the way that I catered mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was so unauthentic mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. because I would just make on over her and call her every day and compliment her and anything that you know she wanted me to do, I would do. And sure enough, I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I got in with the in crowd. Dave was an elder in the church, and, you know, we were always invited to all the parties and yada, 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 yada. But the thing is, when you get a relationship with that way, that's what you got to do yeah. to keep it. Yeah, there's no foundation. And so yeah. eventually it becomes exhausting, uh-huh. and you get so fed up <laughs> with falling all over this person that you really can't even hardly stand. <laughs> and uh, then... When God did touch my life and I was called to teach, mm-hmm. all these people that I thought were my friends were the first ones to turn against me and tell me, you know, we just, if the, well, if this is what you're going to do, then we can't have anything to do with you. So all my people pleasing didn't really get me any friends. Mm-hmm. It just an exercise right. in exhaustion. Wow. And I pretty much don't have a problem anymore with people pleasing except with my children. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it's not that they try to make me be a people pleaser. I do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I can talk about people pleasing because I know. And then I also found in my life as an adult that anytime I ran across somebody that had a personality like my father's, Mm -hmm. I would go into that same routine again. Right. Wow. If they were real strong and abrasive and aggressive and had a quick temper, mm-hmm. I would quickly become the people pleaser because I just didn't want anybody mad at me. Right. You know, I lived in so much right. anger when I was growing right. up right. that I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even if two of my kids aren't getting along, I can't stand it until everything is 
<laughs> you know, peaceful yeah. again. Yeah. And I'm so far behind as far as spiritual maturity, but I am walking behind you. I'm grateful that you've made the path yeah. because what you're saying is what God continues to teach me. And I've realized that peace with God has nothing to do with the approval of other people. No. That's right. And, um, and, and I have, um, he's just had to unseat a lot of idols in my life. This is real simplistic, but a pastor that has mentored me, he said, Lisa, it's not bad that people are pleased with you. It's that it's kind of like figure skating. You throw out the high scores and the low scores and you just somewhere in the middle. And so I, I found myself now, you know how it is, is all of us have platforms at some level where, you know, whatever you sing and you preach and so you do whatever you're called to do. And used to be, I would almost resent if it went over well, because I thought, you don't really know me. Like, <laughs> why are you clapping? Why? Because I was so distrustful of, of kindness because of some stuff from my past. And so I would smile and nod, but I'd think there's nothing in that that feeds anything in me. Yeah. I was expecting, but if somebody said, that's the worst thing I've ever heard anybody say on First Thessalonians, I'd be like, Okay, it's like, it's like the groove in me got so stuck on abuse, that was the only place I was comfortable. Wow. And when I realized what an idol that was in my life and how I didn't really believe, I believed God delivered me from my sins. I couldn't imagine God delighting in me mm-hmm. because I was such a broken little girl that I thought I've just gotta work really hard to prove that him saving me wasn't something that he would grow to regret. Now, I wouldn't say that theologically. I would never say that was my doctrine, but that was that emotional brand on my heart of there's no way a God like that could actually delight Mm -hmm. in a woman like me. It's taken years for God to unwind those untruths. Right. You know, when when I first started, when my ministry first started growing, I remember so many people saying, now, don't get so big that you're too good to come to us. Yeah. Well, when my ministry did get bigger and I couldn't just go do every nine-person Bible study and, right. you know, right. that would come back to me all the time. Right. I, well, I don't want them to think that I right. think that I'm too good yeah. to go. So I would just say yes to everything and I literally just was making myself yeah. sick. Yeah. I mean, I was just completely... Right destroying my health. And so I was, I was not being pleasing to God right. there you go. in saying yes to everybody. And then somebody said something to me that I thought was really good. They said, well, if you keep taking all the, the little things that you're invited to take and you won't let me promote you, mm. then you never make room for the other people here Oh, that's that really are waiting yeah. that's really to move you are. into that. Mm-hmm. So I was actually really, wow. by not obeying God, I was hindering other yeah. people. Yeah. Kind of clogging up the pipe. Yeah, I was yeah. clogging up the pipe. Yeah. And so God showed me that it's good to say no. I mean, you have to say yeah. no yeah. when God is saying no. Right. Otherwise, you know, when you start, it's time to go do this thing you said yes to, mm-hmm. and you're dreading it. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and re- resenting that you have to go, right. then there's a problem. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I have made my mind up to, if I am going to spend my life doing this, 
I am going to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I, right. If I can't enjoy what I'm doing, then yeah. you can't. Then yeah. I. Not gonna do it. That's yeah. good. And God wants that for you too. He wants yeah. you to enjoy. He wants to yeah. know that you can have the fullness of what he has to yeah. offer. Right. And that's one thing that I'm like, I don't allow myself that sometimes. Like that yeah. he wants it's a fullness like, for us. When Jesus, he didn't want the the opinion of man mm -hmm. because he knew how fickle we are. Right. I mean, one day you're they're for us, one day they're right. against us. <laughs> right. So he knows that and we need right. to live the same way that I love you and I I want you to love me. Right. But I can't live for you. Right. I have to live for him. Right. Right. And so keep that in mind. Um, because I know tomorrow you could turn against you right. know what I'm saying, but right. we all have to Absolutely. Right. And he is the only constant, right. constant, That's constant. Good. That's right. Right. In our lives. That's I right. want you to like yeah. me, but I, I will survive like it, even I'm if live, you don't. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. You're just gonna have to go on. Yeah, right. if you don't. That was a production of TBN.com, which included Joyce Meyer, Cece Winans, Lisa Harper, and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And you can find it on YouTube if you search under Joyce Meyer, Cece Winans, People Pleasing is Exhausting, full episode, Better Together on TBN. I encourage you to go to TBN's YouTube channel and check out a lot of their stuff because they have some great material, as you can tell, as I've pulled a lot of mine from there. So hope you have a wonderful day today, and you remember that you can live a 320 life in Christ. Have a nice day.